0: It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 days to a more effective compliance program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Due diligence. Many companies fully understand the need to comply with the requirements around third parties as they represent the greatest risk for bribery and corruption. However, most companies are not created out of new cloth, but are ongoing enterprises with fully up and running business in place. This means they may need to bring resources to bear to do so while continuing to operate as an ongoing business. This can be particularly true in the area of performing due diligence on third parties. Many companies under stand the need for a robust due diligence program to investigate third parties, but have struggled with how to create an inventory to define the basis of third party risk and thereby perform the requisite due diligence required. The 2020 update had the following questions. How has the company's third-party management process corresponded to the nature and level of enterprise risk identified by the company? How has this process been integrated into the relevant procurement and vendor management functions? Getting your arms around due diligence can sometimes seem bewildering for the compliance professional. The information you gathered in step one, business justification, and step two, questionnaire, but the third-party management process should provide you with the initial information to consider the level of due diligence needed. This leads to step three of the third-party management process due diligence. The 2020 R- resource guide stated, as part of risk-based due diligence, companies should understand the qualifications and associations of its third-party partners, including the business rela- reputation and relationship, if any, with foreign officials. The degree of scrutiny should increase as red flags surface. Jay Martin, former CCO at Baker Hughes, often emphasizes that a company needs to evaluate and address its own risks regarding third parties. This means an appropriate level of due diligence may vary depending on the risks arising from the relationship. So, for example, the appropriate level of due diligence required by a company when contracting for the performance of IT services may be low to reflect low risks of bribery on behalf of its client. Conversely, a business entering the international energy market and selecting an intermediary to assist in establishing a business in such markets will typically require a much higher level of due diligence to mitigate the risks of bribery on its behalf. I believe you should set up your third parties as high, moderate, and low risk. Based upon the risk category the third party falls into, you can designate specific levels of due diligence. Low risk screening should be uh, can have a trusted data source search and risk screening. Moderate risk screening is enhanced evaluation to include in-country public records and research into corporate relationships. High risk screening is basically a deep dive assessment where there is an audit review of third-party controls and financial records including in-country interviews and investigations leveraging data sources. A, th- a three-step approach was also discussed in opinion release 1002. In this release, the DOJ discussed the due diligence that the requesting entity performed, which they found adequate. First... The requester conducted an initial screening of six potential grant recipients by obtaining publicly available information from third-party sources. Second, a Eurasian subsidiary undertook further due diligence on the remaining three grant recipients. This due diligence was designated to learn about each organization's ownership, management structure, and operations involved, requesting and reviewing key operational and assessment documents for each organization, as well as conducting interviews with representatives of each entity to ask questions about the organization's relationships with the government. As a third round of due diligence, it undertook a targeted due diligence on the remaining grant recipient. And this due diligence was designated to identify any specific ties to foreign government officials and determine if the organization had faced any criminal prosecutions and assess the organization's reputation for integrity. Another example comes from the 2020 Resources Guide in one of its lengthy hypotheticals. It gave one example of due diligence when it stated, including background and reference checks, ensuring that the contract spells out exactly what services and deliverables, such as written status report or other documentation the consultant is providing. Other information described in this hypothetical could be part of a due diligence, which includes the familiarity between the third party and government officials involved in the transaction, including such information as college roommates, where the bank account for this transactions is or are located, and an inquiry into whether the third parties involved can actually perform the services they are scheduled to perform or is simply a duplicative of other services offered by the principal or others involved in the transactions. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, number one, to set your level of due diligence, you have to risk rank your third parties and use this as a basis of adequate level of due diligence going forward. It should be clear now that this risk ranking is absolutely mandatory, but it's important that you rank your risks. Jay Martin was right that each company needs to assess its risks, and this uh, holds true for this level of uh Drill down into a best practices compliance program to set an appropriate level of due diligence. You have to set the risk for the proposed third party. Number two, any red flags which appear must be cleared and there must be documented evidence of such clearance. You have to do the work to clear it and document what you did. And finally, number three, there must be documented evidence of a review of the due diligence can't simply put it in a file and say, we have it. You actually have to review it and document somehow that you review the due diligence going forward. If I could ask you to do so, would you pass on to at least one person this podcast series on the nuts and bolts of compliance as I'm trying to expand my audience base for 31 days to a more effective compliance I hope you'll join me again tomorrow where I take up another topic in innovation and compliance. Thanks again for listening. 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.